Hello, family. As we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus, may his light illumine your life and all your family this Christmas season. And all throughout the new year, Jesus loves you. We love you. Merry Christmas. At this time, we want to share with you today two scenes from the lives of St. Francis and St. Clair of Assisi, which are part of our Christmas tradition. St. Francis of Assisi made a creche at Christmas. Family, the traditional nativity scene put up with great joy and anticipation of the coming of the Savior is something we do, and we don't really think about where it came from. We want to tell the story of St. Francis of Assisi at Grecio one Christmas Eve in the year 1223. We're quoting from Silano's first life of St. Francis as put forth in the omnibus of sources. Francis' highest intention, his chief desire, his uppermost purpose was to observe the Holy Gospel in all things and with perfect vigilance, with all zeal, with all the longing of his mind and his heart, to follow the teaching and footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ. He would recall Christ's words through persistent meditation and bring to mind his deeds through the most penetrating consideration. The humility of the Incarnation and the charity of the Passion occupied his memory particularly to the extent that he wanted to think of hardly anything else. What he did on the birthday of our Lord Jesus Christ near the little town called Grecio in the third year before his glorious death should have especially be noted and recalled with reverent memory. In that place, there was a certain man by the name of John of good reputation and an even better life, whom blessed Francis loved with a special love, for in the place where he lived, he held a noble and honorable position inasmuch as he had trampled upon the nobility of his birth and pursued nobility of soul. Blessed Francis sent for this man, as he often did, about 15 days before the birth of our Lord, and he said to him, If you want us to celebrate the present feast of our Lord at Grecio, go with haste and diligently prepare what I tell you, for I wish to do something that will recall to memory the little child who was born in Bethlehem and set before our bodily eyes in some way the inconveniences of his infant needs, how he lay in a manger, how with an ox and an ass standing by he lay upon the hay, where he had been placed. When the good and faithful man heard these things, he ran with haste and prepared in that place all the things the saint had told him. But the day, the day of joy drew near, the time of great rejoicing came. The brothers were called from their various places. Men and women of that neighborhood prepared with glad hearts, according to their means, candles and torches to light up that night that God came, and finding all things prepared, he saw it and was glad. The manger was prepared, the hay had been brought, and the ox and the ass were led in. Their simplicity was honored, poverty was exalted, humility was commended, and Grecio was, was, as it were, a new Bethlehem. The night was lighted up like the day, and it delighted both men and beasts. The people came and were filled with new joy over the new mystery, the woods rang with the voices of the crowd, and the rocks made answer to their jubilation. The brothers sang, paying their debt of praise to the Lord, and the whole night resounded with the rejoicing. 
The saint of God stood before the manger, uttering sighs overcome with, with life and filled with a wonderful happiness. The solemnities of the Mass were celebrated over the manger, and the priest experienced new consolation. The saint of God was clothed with his vestments of the deacon, for he was a deacon, and he sang the Holy Gospel in a sonorous voice. And his voice was a strong voice, a sweet voice, a clear voice, inviting all to the highest rewards. Then he preached to the people standing about, and he spoke charming words concerning the nativity of the poor king and the little town of Bethlehem. Frequently, too, when, we, when he wished to call Christ Jesus, he would call him simply the child of Bethlehem, aglow with overflowing love for him. And speaking the word Bethlehem, his voice was more like the bleeding of sheep. His mouth was filled more with sweet affection than with words. Despite, besides, when he spoke the name the child of Bethlehem or Jesus, his tongue licked his lips as it were, relishing and savoring with please plate the sweetness of the words. The gifts of the Almighty were multiplied there, and a wonderful vision was seen by a certain virtuous man. For he saw a little child lying in the manger lifeless, and he saw the holy man of God go up to it and rouse the child as from a deep sleep. This vision was not unfitting, for the child Jesus had been forgotten in the hearts of many, but by the working of his grace he was brought to life again through his servant St. Francis and stamped upon their fervent memory. At length the solemn night procession was brought to a close, and each one returned to his home with holy joy. The hay that had been placed in the manger was kept so that the Lord might save the beast of burden and other animals through it as he multiplied his holy mercy. And in truth, it so happened that many animals throughout the surrounding region that had various illnesses were fed free from the illnesses after eating of this hay. Indeed, even women laboring for a long time in a difficult birth were delivered safely when some of this hay was placed upon them. A number of persons of both sexes of that place, suffering from various illnesses, obtained the health they sought. Later, the place on which the manger had stood was made sacred by a temple of the Lord, and an altar was built in honor of the most blessed Father Francis over the manger, and a church was built, so that where once the animals had eaten the hay, there in the future men would eat upon the health of soul and body the flesh of the lamb without blemish and without spot, our Lord Jesus Christ, who in highest and ineffable love gave himself to us, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, eternally glorious forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. This is from the Omnibus of Sources, the First Life, Seleno. Family, I think we have lost a great deal of the reverence and love that was exhibited first by St. Francis and Grecio that Christmas Eve, and then magnified by the presence of Jesus in the form of a living baby, as testified by John of Grecio. Miracles abounded after that night when anyone touched the hay of the holy manger. Just a little hay from the manger would bring about cures, help with difficult pregnancies, and heal hearts and souls. But the real miracle was the love which poured out from the people of the neighborhood of Grecio, where, that had, where there had been no love before, and overcome with love and filled with a wonderful happiness. 
how would you like to have this this experience this Christmas Eve? Do what St. Francis did. Set up a crease in your home, a nativity scene, if you will. Put it in your front window where people outside can see it. Make it a Christmas Eve celebration. Get your neighbors to take part in your Christmas Eve celebration. Keep the image of the baby Jesus out until after midnight on that holy night. Sing hymns to the newborn child, the Savior of Israel, the Savior of the world. We need a Savior, brothers and sisters. The world is moving in a tailspin, not in a good direction. We need a hero who will stop the downward momentum and bring us up from the black hole we are descending into and save us from a world without God. You can do it. Just call on him. Call on Our Lady, the angels, and the saints, especially St. Francis. Now we're going to discuss the event of St. Clair being transported to Bethlehem. We find St. Clair at the end of her journey on earth, and she is too sick to attend Midnight Mass on Christmas Eve. It was the year 1252, and she would live just one more year before joining her Lord and Father Francis in heaven. All her sisters had gone to Mass, and she was a prisoner of her sick bed. Too feeble to rise, she prayed. She shared with her Lord how sad she was that she would not be able to receive him in the Eucharist on, that, on this of all nights, the night he was born. A great bright light broke through the darkness, illuminating the bare room. It was followed by the sweet smell of incense filling the air. Claire could hear the angelic voices intoning Christmas hymns. Suddenly she was lifted from her bed, and before she knew it, she had swooped over to the Basilica of St. Francis and was participating in the Midnight Mass. If that was not enough, then Claire found herself being whisked off to Bethlehem of 1,200 years before. She found herself in the cave where Jesus was born. There, surrounded by adoring farm animals and shepherds, was the Holy Infant. She asked lovingly toward she leaned lovingly towards the baby Jesus in his straw creche. His tiny plump little arms were wide open as if inviting her closer. Claire looked over to his kneeling parents. His gentle mother Mary and the earthly foster father who cherished him, Saint Joseph. Then our Lord Jesus, the grown God man, appeared. He tenderly placed the sacred host, his very body, blood, soul and divinity on her tongue. With that, she was transported back to her convent of San Damiano to await her sisters. When they returned, she shared with her how, how sad they were that she was not able to attend Mass with them. Then she recounted her whole experience, how God in His mercy would not allow her to miss Mass and most especially be deprived of receiving his body, blood, soul, and divine self, the Eucharist, on this of all nights. Needless to say, they fell asleep praising God, accompanied by the sweet sounds of angels singing Gloria in Excelsis Deo. When Claire had given up her comfortable, luxurious life to follow Father Francis, the world she lived in thought her mad. Being very beautiful from a prestigious family, she had her pick of suitors. She didn't even have the consolation of having Francis near her to guide her in her walk toward Jesus. But after having heard Francis preach, she knew she belonged only to Jesus. 
She traded in a large private room with a soft, comfortable mattress for the stone floor she slept on and a mattress of straw surrounded by her fellow sisters. And what was her reward? Her Lord did not betray her trust in him, nor his love for her. All she had to do was be faithful, which she was till the day she died. And he did the rest, rewarding her with being present the evening he was born, and then with his parents to adore him as a baby. If that wasn't enough, not wanting her to, to do without him, he, the high priest, appeared and shared his body, blood, soul, and divinity with her in the Eucharist. Did he hear the silent prayers of her heart's desire and answer her? We believe he not only answered her, he blessed her beyond her wildest dreams. Merry Christmas. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.